right, guys. So we just got done watching Houston beat KC 1-0. Funny enough, KC is the team that beat Austin uh, last Sunday 2-1. Javi, what that was kind of a weird performance for Austin. The, the game itself was was kind of you know back and forth for a while, and then just Casey completely took over the game. Yeah, it was a uh, it was another unconvincing performance by Austin. I wasn't really um, they didn't perform the way I thought they could, um, but you know that isn't. All on them. You got to give credit to Sporting KC. They knew that, you know, Austin would make mistakes if they pressured them enough and if they kept the press up. And that's obviously what they did. And they were able to create so many chances from it. So it was a, they were able to come out with the win, Sporting, and Austin took their first, uh, their second loss, but uh, they got their unbeaten streak uh, broken. So it's a sad day, but we'll bounce back. Yeah, it was it was definitely a tough game, but I'm I'm gonna like kind of go chronologically, or I'm gonna analyze like the game chronologically or try to like at the yeah. start of the game we kind of saw Austin really, you know, uh, come come out you know fast and hot from the gates. I mean they had that that great ball from uh, uh, from Strove and into into Gallagher who started over over Hosen. You want to you want to you know talk a little bit about that and what you thought about uh, Gallagher this weekend? Yeah, uh, I thought Gallagher you know fit kind of the kind of the attacker that Josh Wolf wanted. You know, someone who was going to press, who was going to kind of keep their uh, keep the opponent's defensive line you know in check, making sure he makes those running behind. Not really kind of playing the opposite of how Hosen was, you know, Hosen liked, you know, to come short and be a part of that buildup and, uh, and Gallagher was the opposite. And we saw that, uh, we saw evidence of that in the goal where, um, where the ball that Stroud had played and it was just a nice run that Stroud makes from the half field all the way, um, towards the goal. And Stroud just plays a beautiful, uh, pass into the middle. And, at first, I thought that uh, Gallagher had messed it up a little bit with that first touch, but he was able to put it in the back of the net and put it onto the goalkeeper and get his first goal and his uh, first start. So yeah, it was good. It was a good. Uh, he put in. He put in a, a good performance. Um, too bad that he, you know, we didn't get to see much, you know, of him, more of him because of you know how the game had played out. Mm-hmm. But I think going forward, he has to be a. He has to be the one that starts. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw, you know, we saw a couple, you know, so we saw Stroud get a lot of space down that flank uh, on the, on his right flank. And, you know, we kind of, we kind of saw the same pass uh, over and over where he tried to, you know, ground cross it into, into the strikers. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we, we, we saw it attempted a couple more times, even mm-hmm. after the goal had happened. Um, but it was funny because it was, it's, you're gonna see that more on the right side than the left because as we've we've pointed out too many times, Cecilio is very inside. He moves very center to the center of the field, so you won't see him kind of hugging his uh his left touch line. So, and then when and then when they try to pass out the back, you know they're when it's uh either the fullbacks or the center backs, they're either looking for the winger or they're looking for the uh, the midfielder coming into the space that's going to be created from someone coming short. Mm-hmm. So they were able to find shot a couple of times there, but it was only uh, the few times they were able, Austin were able to kind of break that press that Sporting had. It, it kind of was just, it just wasn't their, it wasn't their day for just being sharp on the ball. It just seems like whether it be like, whether the, I think the defense was kind of more patient with Alex Green, kind of just like not biting when Alex Green got the ball and just kind of just like jockeying him when he got it and just kind of surrounding him and surrounding the and surrounding Austin, the Austin, his Austin teammates and making mm-hmm. sure that they couldn't break that press. It was um, a lot of times where they were trying to pass out the back because obviously that's that's how their coach wants them to play. And they would just kind of clear, they kind of try to play the long ball and the long, and it beat the shot and, the and the passer and Stroud wouldn't be on the same page and they just give it right back to the opponent. So yeah, there's we saw a couple of times that he that he was getting fed that that uh that pass and he was trying to make those crosses, but it just seems like it wasn't, you know, their day to try to to be, you know, um 
dangerous on the opponent's side of the field. Yeah, unfortunate for for Austin fans that it it just you know it it wasn't the type of of game and performance they wanted to see from from their team. But Oscar, obviously, as the Gallagher whisperer on the pod, what did you think about your boys' performance against KC? And I'd just say it might be only four, five games in, depending on when you're hearing this. But John Gallagher is by far the MVP of the league so far. He's going to be the next Messi. He's going <laughs> to really just like propel Austin to new heights. So, and Wolf even thinks about putting Danny Hosen over Gallagher at any point in time this season. I will drive down to Austin and I will like file a formal complaint because it makes no sense. So we're we're comparing Gallagher to Messi, but as soon as I say, you know, I meme about Derek Jones being, you know, Houston's Patrick Vieira, nah, I just get shut down. Okay. Uh, see, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm I'm saying... gonna acknowledge that comment because the comparison <laughs> is so different. It, like there's no correlation like come on dude okay john gallagher is the is the man the team needed like at the beginning of the season we had talked Javi, you and i you know does austin need a dp i'm like obviously they could use a dp like if you can bring a player like you know like chicharito or carlos vela do it yeah. i don't think they will yeah but they found like the person that can make up for it in gallagher like i'm not saying he's gonna be carlos vela but he will come as close as humanly possible. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and we we as we we saw um, you know Gallagher try to play that run and behind the defense, you know, try to keep them honest a couple of times, but it just seems like it wasn't it didn't he wasn't given a lot of opportunities or enough opportunities to even showcase. I mean, I mean he he had his one opportunity, he made the best of it, but I feel like we could have had they you know been able to have been more. You know, hold more possession on the opponents on Casey's side, uh, and you know, kind of be more dangerous on that side. They they could have uh, we could have seen a little more flash and maybe gotten a second goal. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like Austin just haven't been playing with the in, you know with the intensity and with like that attitude. You know that you know even though we're the expansion team, we have something to prove. It just feels like after, you know, their their first win, the Colorado win, it just seemed like everything is. It seems like. They're playing like just like they're playing not to like lose for some reason. Like go, no, I, agree. I, I I need them to chase the game. Like I I don't need them to. I it's yeah it's it's it, it just seems like it seemed like they weren't playing for each other a lot. I like if when you play for each other, you're getting open for your man. And I feel like a lot of the times where where they were, you know, trying to pass out the back, they were missing someone to come down and offer, a, you know, a third option, a third passing option. And that's what they were missing. And then, or then they would, if they didn't find that option, they would just clear the ball to the half line, hoping one of their forwards, you know, would get to it and control it and then kind of work from there. But Sporting just wasn't having none of that. And then they just get the ball back in possession. I mean, look at the amount of shots they had. Casey, they had what, I think... 25 total shots mm-hmm. compared to Austin's 11, 18 being from open play. And I, I, and at least half of those shots are coming from, are coming from when Austin would, you know, would lose the ball in the, from trying to pass out the back. But another reason was from, um, was from the counter attacks, you know, when Austin would be, you know, on, on KC side and they, they'd have some attack going. And then they would lose the ball. They wouldn't put a shot, or they would put a shot, and then the goalie, they would be right. Casey would be right back in transition, and their fullbacks, particularly Lima on the right side, would just be so out of position. There wouldn't be any communication on who needs to be guarding that right side. And then too many times, and I was telling this to you guys, and it just seemed like that ball over the top, whether it be from just the counterattack, right, playing that long mm-hmm. ball on down the left side for them, and they were just finding that guy, or it'd be just from when KC was on Austin's side, um, they would just move the ball around. They're moving it from side to side. And as they're moving it from side to side, you know, if they moved it to the right side, which was the opposite side, which was Coleman's side, and they're working the ball around, they know that the defense is going to, you know, shift kind of inward. You know, Lima will, for some reason, Lima did not, like he he plays so inside, he doesn't go outside. I'm guessing he's hoping that Pochettino's covering that guy. 
and then maybe Pochettino thinking, okay, well, hopefully the ball doesn't get played that well over the top, or maybe Lima has it. He just uh, he's he's gonna be there, and he, or and he'll note or he, he'll go try to get that ball once the ball's played. But it just seemed like every time they'd switch it from Coleman's side to that left side, they're playing that over the top ball. That guy was just wide open, and it's just like I just felt like their communication on defense just wasn't was it up to par. And I mean, this is not to say though this this Austin team isn't like a team that stops like teams from hat like doesn't keep team from doesn't keep teams from taking opportunities. They let a lot of teams put shots up on their goal. They just haven't been putting them in. That's a thing. Like yeah. I feel like had the like had you know the teams been more clinical, they Austin would have way more goals in their back of the net. But Stuver has been coming in clutch for them, you know, these past couple games. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after after KC conceded the goal, we kind of saw them basically just take over the game. There is, a, you know, there is some back and forth action, but like you said, the back and forth the back and forth action favored KC a lot more than Austin because Lima um left so much space on his on his side that KC just constantly uh took advantage of. And yeah, I mean, it, it it does seem like it's a like a universal theme going on in the MLS right now. Just watching watching these games and these different teams, it's like the people you know these teams just aren't being clinical. They're not putting in, they're not putting away their chances, and that's exactly what we saw from Casey in the first half. You know, Brad Stuver had like a a heroic first half performance, and it, by halftime yeah. it could have easily been four to one. You know, and we saw yeah. that we and funny enough, we saw that from them again, you know, talking a little bit more on KC against Houston. They had chances today, but they just couldn't couldn't put them in the back of the net. Yeah, it's. um You know, Ruti puts his goals in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, uh, don't, don't let my boy in with the rest. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah but I, I think I think KC did. I, I, and I might have underestimated them in the preview of the match. Uh, I I think I th- I think that I wrote about Austin being able was going to be able to easily get through their press with their buildup, but I I just think Kansas City had such a high intensity and were able to keep that for uh, an extended period of time during the game that Austin was just forced into a low block when they tried to bail out the back they couldn't and had to revert to this kind of uh, counter. Mm. Style like kind of like long ball, yeah, long yeah. ball counter style of play, which isn't a bad thing, but Austin just isn't suited uh, well to play that way. Yeah, and it definitely won't work, you know, when you're it 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 won't win you games when you know you're giving up a lot of chances. If you're gonna giving mm-hmm. up so many chances, you're gonna let in goals. It's good; they're gonna go in at some point, right? So it's like if you want to mitigate how many shots are being put up on your goal you're gonna have to learn to kind of hold the ball better and keep the ball better and to do that you're gonna have to learn how to create passing channels with for for yourselves be be able to Mm -hmm. be there to support you know that just just you you can't keep reverting because this is something that we also saw in the game beforehand with minnesota they were having this problem as well minnesota would just press them high and keep them in that low block and oscar was and Oscar was talking about how you know they didn't they it, it seemed like in that whole second half like they just didn't have the ball they weren't playing the way that they should have they kind of just went away with how they played and and credit it probably was Minnesota you know just knowing that if they pressed enough and they just kept their press going they're gonna make the mistake and they're gonna win the ball back and it kind of it happened the same way this game I mean we heard it from the Sporting KC coach as well saying you know when when they were asking him about uh when they had asked him in the first half, probably around the 30th minute, they asked him, you know, it, how was it that KC were able to get control even after they gave up the goal? And the coach was saying, you know, that his that his players just responded well and they knew that if they can press together, press well as a team, they it's it's going to be hard for Austin to, to, to kind of break their press. And the one time that Austin did break it, they didn't press well as a team. They weren't kind of on their man marking who they should have been. Um, I think Houston just need. I'm not Houston. Austin just need to, uh, kind of go back and to the drawing board and figure out. Okay, what? How is it that we're gonna be able to beat teams 
that are going to be pressing us as high because Colorado wasn't doing this when they played, or they weren't doing it enough. They didn't do it a lot, like how Minnesota and KC did. And I feel like now that teams are kind of figuring out their blueprint, you know, to keep Austin from being so possession heavy, it's just to hold that high press. So they're going to have to figure out something. And I think it might just have to do with not, maybe not putting, not, uh, putting your fullbacks, you know, not committing them so high, not telling them to get, you know, work, work the ball up. So, you know, slowly, or in that case, or another thing is tell your force to kind of drop down a little bit, drop down more. Don't have them start off so high at the midline, you know, kind of bring in an extra guy to support. Um, But yeah, it's, but I mean, it's tough. These, it's, like I said, this is a, it's a new expansion team. They, you know, they're still figuring it out. This is this is only their fifth game, but I mean, if they're gonna try to want, if they're gonna want to be a playoff team and be a a great team, they're gonna have to learn how to how to adjust and come up with a different, you know, a different way at at at, at accomplishing the way they want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can... it, it, they're gonna have to fig- they're gonna have to figure out. You know, they're gonna have to figure out different passing triangles or different channels you know to set up because they're not they're gonna have to start preparing for this because i can firmly believe that la galaxy is not it's probably gonna look at the tapes and be like oh yeah this is this is how we're gonna have to do it, and this is how we're gonna have to play and like la galaxy will come have will be pressing high against them yeah um, question so yeah. question who, who like okay so ring's not playing right against galaxy i'll let you bring it up right what would be your ideal setup to accomplish what you just said needs to happen, mm-hmm. but you know, with the players to have available, do you think Fagundes, Pochettino, uh, start? Who, who would you put as your third role, and who would you put as like more of like that holding midfield that like builds up play? Yeah, so I would probably what I would do is I would play the I would play the four three three how they play. Um, I would play. To play Ring's role, I would probably put uh Danny Danny Pereira, the rookie, right? That they signed. You would put him at holding. Yeah, put yeah. him in at holding as the as the holding midfielder, as the one who's going to try to play that role that Ring can play. And then I'll just put um Fagundes and Pochettino um as the other CMs. But I think to to oh I'm sorry. So no, no, no. I was going to say that that brings up a great yeah. That's a great point to to kind of bring up Oscar because I think during the the uh, KC game when we saw KC kind of press the mid a third of the pitch heavy we kind of saw Fagundes drop a little deeper during the build-up phase and then him and him and ring together um, were kind of they created this like kind of double pivot uh, in possession and I think they had their best moments when they did have Fagundes and ring drop a little deeper uh, because of uh, Kansas City's press and this kind of allowed wingers to invert inside for overloads like we see with Celio Dominguez on that on that left side and this allowed you know mm-hmm. the wing backs to get a little higher so this was a way to kind of bypass lines of pressure you know you know passing triangles with like their center back their fullback and their CM depending on the side mostly on the left with Fagundes um, in, instead of ring so I, I think you know we could see you know like Javi pointed out, Pededa. We could also see Sebastian uh, Burrowhalter that we did see uh, come in later in the game. Um, him and 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 yeah. I think I think next game Pochettino. We might see Pochettino take a, a more uh, a bigger role during the buildup uh, in terms of you know uh, filtering the ball uh, to to bypass lines of pressure and 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 create some attacking opportunities for Austin. Yeah, and I mean. It's like now that we bring it up, I was thinking that Wolf would probably have to switch things up. Like you said, I think other players will need to drop deeper at, at the build-up phase because I don't think any player has the same uh, makings as Ring does to just like you know copy paste uh, the, the the setup that they had before. I also I can also see Dominguez, who has already been playing really deep uh, at times defensively do the same, but like at, at all times also when building up play and, and have just Stroud and Gallagher be like more of the, um, I would say like, you know, target man up there 
for like the progressive passes Austin is known for making at times. But are you concerned against LA Galaxy that without Wing, they don't have a chance? Because I, I think there are serious worries that you have a player that has been so crucial after, what, four games, right? Um, mm-hmm. The system really revolved around him and his style of play. I don't think there's another player with that specific makeup. Um, do you, I, it looks like y'all want to like continue with what they've been doing, but I'm a little worried that um, it might just not work out the same way, and it might be better to uh, start experimenting uh, a slight tweak to the system, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's gonna yeah, it's 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 obviously gonna be very different from uh, than from not having a ring there because you know he's someone who's very comfortable on the ball, you know, kind of dribble, kind of move his way out of pressure, kind of, and sometimes pass his way, be so composed when he's under pressure and play the play the the nice the the right pass, and then he can also play pretty good uh, long balls over the over the top balls. To the forwards, um, yeah, it's. I hope <clears throat> this game kind of reignites a fire under Austin. I think this is going to be a very tough game for them to win, just because LA Galaxy are very one. LA Galaxy are a very good side. Um, they're a team that I think can adjust to what kind of the what the circumstances are. I think they're a team that can win with and without possession. Um, so that, and then on top of that, they're just, they're, uh, they have Chicharito who's on a tear this season so far um, with six goals scored of the eight that LA Galaxy have scored. But, but what I hope that this does, you know, and I hope that they see, I hope the Austin FC players see that, you know, that, that they're, that, they that there needs that that them being without ring can kind of in, ignite that okay everyone has to step up now okay now we're we're without our we're without our captain we all need to put out a, a performance out there mm-hmm. because that because we have we all have to be on 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 a top game because if we're not we're not going to win this game and we each have to play for each other so what I'm hoping is that this uh and I'm hoping that a more intense Austin FC team comes out a more a a more Kind of a, a team that's more sharp on the ball, you know, not so lollygagging. Because I think there was times where I was seeing in the last game where Austin were giant, they were just kind of waiting for the ball to get to, him, and then by the time it got to their feet, they were already getting tackled, and the ball was getting taken away from them. You know, instead of waiting, go to the ball. You know, and and then and what you and know what you're gonna do with it when you're on the way to get to the ball. You know, and like think quick because this this is a game that that. Uh, Obviously, people are not going to think that they're going to that they're not going to believe that they're going to win. But hope I hope that they see people saying that, and this will ignite some kind of fire under them and make them believe, hey, you know, we should show, you know, we should prove these people wrong. We should prove that, hey, we can win without, you know, this guy. You know, we're we're we can still play. We can play the way we we want to play without him. Even though you know it's going to be hard because obviously there's not a player. It's hard to replace a player like Ring, but you know, you know, play with courage, play with some, play with some intensity, and play with you know, some intent. It's, it's, they just they they need to. I I hope this is a this is going to be a game that wakes them up, and I hope I hope they're preparing right now and they're and they're getting fired up for it because they I mean they're gonna they're they're gonna be on the. They'll be on the. I think they're gonna be on Twitter, right? They'll be playing on Twitter. Yeah, I but think so. um, going against the. Going against a team like LA Galaxy, you know they'll be on the they'll be in the social media and trending and stuff. So I hope they come out here and they have a they have a and they come out here with a point to prove. Um, you, you, you you mentioned Chicharito, right? Um, yeah. And you, you 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 brought up a great point that most of the offenses come from him for LA Galaxy, and then like even when you compare it to the. So the rest of the league, not just like goals, but just like expected goals and just chances created. Like he's he's definitely leading the league. So do you how do you how does Austin set up for him? Um, do you do you have like uh, someone man mark him? Do you have players instead kind of sit back and and try to cut the passing lanes? He's more of a poacher, right? So I think it's going to come down to more of the center backs how yeah. they how they shape up against them. 
But we could also see, you know, like whoever's playing holding for Austin just dropping deeper and being that extra man so the center backs don't get like um, pushed out of position, right? How would you like uh, try to set up against um, Chicharito? Yes. So this is going to be a, this, it's going to be tough because he has a tendency and more, and a lot, a a lot of, uh, he has a tendency to, to drop kind of like deep mm-hmm. in some sense. Like he, he will, he'll want to get a ball short. And so he can kind of keep the play going. And this, uh, and this LA galaxy team is very, they're not, they're not, they don't, they're not too risky with the ball they play. They're very, they like playing short passes. Um, I mean, a lot of the, I think it was like, Oh, I think I, I hope I can find this that, but yeah. So out of the 358 passes that they had played, around 269 were the short passes total last game. Um, actually, I'm reading that wrong. Not even. But either way, yeah, they're a team that likes to play, you know, really short passing style of play. So they're going to like to, you know, hold up possession, um, especially against an awesome team like this. Um, and Chicharito, you know, he's gonna be—he's not gonna be just staying central. Where I've seen a lot of his, I've seen the goals that he scored, and a lot of them, he's been—he moves around the back line. He's not, mm-hmm. so I don't think it'll just be the center back. It's gonna have to come from everyone on that on that defensive line and the holding mid. They're gonna have to be communicating because he will shift left uh, towards Lima side, and then he'll shift right. So he's not just going to be staying in a center and you can't, you know, <laughs> you can't just tell Romagna to be like, hey, man, mm-hmm. mark him or tell Beastler and Romagna, hey, make sure you guys are figuring out who's got him because I can tell you one thing. He's he's not he's, he's not going to want to to be playing a back with his back against a center back. He's going to want to be kind of moving the defense around, making them figure out, you know, where he is or kind of going to the fullbacks and backing them up, holding up play. And then playing a a pass in the middle from someone making that run, so it's gonna it's it's gonna have to be a com- it's gonna have to be everyone. Uh, I guess to answer your question, and they're gonna have to communicate better than they have in the previous games because if they if they have the mistakes or the miscues as they've had, like they had against Sporting KC, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day for um, Austin FC. Yeah, does that worry you? I'm oh, sorry. Go no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, does that worry y'all? Because I don't think... I mean, looking at Houston, right, just as an example, mm-hmm. they've suffered yeah. from that the whole season. Like, that, 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 like, back four getting, like, spread wide or just not... Just getting dragged out of position, right? That has hurt Houston a lot. I don't think other teams have used it against Austin as much because Ring has been so effective at at least covering gaps where possible. He's gone now. So I'm a little concerned that Austin likely won't be able to just like figure out figure it out communications wise and like mm. positionally. Um, I think the the solution will have to come more from an individual in closing those gaps, kind of like what Ring did, uh, or maybe multiple, maybe like one or two guys uh, dropping deeper on the defense to make that happen. But I, I do have concerns that I don't think they'll be able to, um, you know communicate well enough in, in one game's notice to, yeah. to march to Chorito like they need to. Yeah, so I think, you know, going back to Josh Wolf and and whether he, he needs to find a solution here, he absolutely does. It's no it's no it's like it's no coincidence that two weeks in a row two I guess, you know, more established teams play the kind of the exact same way to nullify mm-hmm. what Austin do. Like that's no coincidence, and obviously, either it's a it's a it's a failure on Joshua's part to adjust during the game, or they simply don't have a plan B. But they need to figure something out because you know if teams keep playing this this way against Austin, and you know they keep putting performances like their last two like the last two matches, teams are just going to go in with the same strategy. So that's definitely going to change. That's def- that definitely has to change. And now with Alex Ring out with that red card, I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough test, but I think a good test for Austin to really figure out who they are as a team and for Josh Wolf to 
I think grow a little bit as a manager. He's gonna have to figure things out. You know, the great managers can adapt you know, with what with what they have and the quality of the players and and how the game, you know, how the game plays out. I think against uh, LA Galaxy. I don't know. My suggestion would be just limit the amount of times they touch in, 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 in your own third. Like, just don't let them have the ball in the third. I know that's easier said than done, but I just don't see, I, I don't think one more man dropping deeper. Um, I mean, obviously it would help, but I don't think that's going to completely nullify, you know, Chicharito's hot hand right now, or we're just Ellie galaxies attacking, uh, you know, prowess. I think, they're just gonna have to limit the amount of times they they touch the ball in dangerous areas, and I think that's gonna have to come down to the pressing system they use. Uh, it obviously hasn't been working the last the last two games. Sure, they were a man down for the last like twenty five minutes of the game, but you know, make no mistake, that's not the reason they lost. I mean, it definitely didn't help, but they were already getting completely dominated, uh, basically from the start of the second half. So, I mean, Joshua's so- just gonna have to figure it out, in my opinion. So Austin has the second most pressures in the defensive third behind only Seattle and not by that many pressures. It's really, uh, I would say like 60 pressures after, uh, across four games, right? So they're already really like, uh, I would say high volume uh, mm-hmm. at trying to get player teams out of their comfort zone and making sure they don't retain the ball. But like when you look at against um, Kansas City, right? When you saw the game against Minnesota, high volume, low low um conversion rate right yeah your your best defensive midfield midfielder um has not been is not there is not going to be in the game right um how how do you how do you do what you just said right mm-hmm. uh how do you limit the touches in the final third even if you're already trying so hard and not succeeding you know what else is there besides the pressure pressure any suggestions well first they're pressing in, in their own third, and by that time, the ball's already in, in your own final third. So I think they have to press. Maybe they might not be comfortable playing this way, but that's kind of the job of the manager is to stylistically adapt the team to not just play one way because if you play one way, like it's if one team figures it out, figures, figures it out and you're not able to play a different way, then other teams are going to be able to do the same thing. I, I think they do drop into a more 4-2-3-1 uh, kind of style and kind of swarm the middle of the pitch. Um, because I do mm-hmm. think LA Galaxy tried to, uh, you know, play the ball through the middle to get it to Chicharito's, uh, you know, feet for some magic. I would, I would go ahead and try to push the balls wide and just force crosses because, uh, like we've talked about in other uh, podcast, there's a very low conversion rate for crosses, and if Austin defenders can stay uh, focused on the game and make sure to win those aerial duels, then that could be a way to limit uh, Chicharito's you know, goal scoring threat. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, what, yeah, I think for them to kind of, you know, figure out or to kind of limit those, um, for them to limit those chances that they have on their goal and not let the opposition have so many shots um, and kind of, limit the amount of touches that the opponent just gets in their third because almost like half of the game of last week was played in their third. Oh yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. So I think for them to limit that, they just, they have to be more. Yeah. They have to be, I mean, this is, I think this is what confuses me as well when I'm trying to figure out, cause Wolf says that they play an attacking style and then they play out the back. But does that mean, I mean, it seems like attacking means like you're very aggressive with your passing, like mm-hmm. as in trying to go far, looking far, like trying to play behind the lines. And it and it just seems like rather than being so aggressive, they need to be more patient. And when they're and when they try to be more patient, you know, there's teams that are pressing them and pressing that first passing option to them. They need to they need to and i think what what's happening is there's a disconnect from the forwards at least not with not with dominguez but i think with like stroud maybe and maybe gallagher with maybe they're used to being told you know 
could make that run in behind, you know, try to make that run behind the defensive line. And then when they try, and then when that pass is made, it just seemed like when those passes were made, they were just going way off. Only a few times did they connect, one of them ended up with the goal, but it just seemed like a lot of them were just like casual give give backs to the opposition. I think they need to be more decisive with their passing when they do pass it like that. Um, and they need to play more uh, patient with the wall. And I think, right? I think, yeah. One one thing is, you know, dropping another player might not help. You know, obviously. I think another thing is they just need to be more. They need to be more precise with their passing. And and maybe it's as they weren't they weren't as precise because they were feeling the pressure, the pressing. But they need to accustom to that pressure. You know, yeah. like you can't you can't get nervous when that happens because if that's how you're gonna want to play, you're gonna have to get used to that. And if you're just going to keep, if you get nervous and then you're just going to keep playing the passes way off to the left, way off, or way off to the right, or way over the guy, then what's the point of playing that way if you're not going to, if you can't be sharp on the ball, you know? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Because like if, if, cause if, if that's how you want to play, you're going to have to, you know, play like that. You're going to have to learn to play with people, teams pressing, because that's how, mm-hmm. that's the only way they're going to be able to beat you. Yeah, and if and mm-hmm. if and if you can beat that press, that final press, and be crisp on the ball and make good decisions, then you you're basically a, you're gonna be a hard team to beat because then the team can't get the ball away from you. But if you're a team that you know that gets nervous on the, you try to play from the back and then you get pressed and all of a sudden you're getting nervous and you and you play a you know not the best pass and they get the ball back and then you're just giving them and you give the ball back to the opposition. Then now they have it for a good five ten minute spell. You know, and they start creating these chances, and they start getting confidence. You know, there's you you you're gonna be you're you're gonna be playing with your back against the wall kind of most of the time, and it's just it's gonna be difficult. So I think this is just gonna have to be something that they learn in training. You know, mm-hmm. they they need to it's, it's it's gonna have to come down to that, and it's yeah, it, it's um it 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 may be solved by you know dropping an extra man, or it may just be solved with you know. Like I said, getting getting those nerves off of you, you know, playing, yeah. being confident in the ball you're playing. Um, I don't know what you guys have to say. Yeah, about- let me mm-hmm. go ahead, Oscar. I was like, let me ask y'all. So, when when you're saying you want Austin to be better playing, you know, uh, with the ball, uh, I I understand what you mean in in terms of like mi- minimizing those like really like clear mistakes, right? But yeah. overall. Um, Austin's near the top of the league in both in, in all short, medium, and long passes. So, are you saying you want them to be like more possession heavy and, and, and not like as like high tempo on the counter? They they need to be better at reading the pressing jumps from the opponent's lines to penetrate to make penetrating passes. Because yeah, you go, you know, during the press, you can kind of recycle horizontally and you know get successful passes, but you're not necessarily beating the press and you're kind of just inviting more mm-hmm. more pressure so what you need to do is you and i'm sure they're working on this during training i, I like wolf it's obviously a uh you know a, a good manager and and the team the t- the coaching staff if we've noticed this they've definitely noticed it too so they're definitely working on players uh specifically defenders i guess because that's where they're getting press from defenders reading the opponent's press and when the lines start jumping and making sure that midfield midfielders or Austin midfielders finds those find those pockets a space because all it takes is one one pass after reading that jumping press and then you turn around and then you're you're going up against you know you just got their back line ahead of you so I think that's probably the most important thing they have to work on of course against LA Galaxy I would like them to see like them to see more of the ball to be able to control their tempo and again limit LA LA Galaxy's touches in their final third. Um, but specifically talking about about their passing, I don't necessarily think they have to be more precise with their passing, but um have I guess better penetrating passes against pressing or against presses. I don't I don't know yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, no. It it does make sense. And I I I I and I I have kind of the same opinion as well. I feel like there's chances where they try to play that long ball when it's not necessary. You know, you have they're, they're not n- getting, they're number they, one in long balls in the league. 
<laughs> and are they, yeah, are they number fun. one with volume as well? Or no? Yeah, no, they're number one in volume, volume and they're yeah. like number like four or five in completion rate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but, it's, but I mean, yeah, imagine that. And it just, and, and it's still, it feels like they, they give up possession too easily. Like imagine mm-hmm. how better they would be if they didn't give the ball back to them a lot. Cause I yeah. mean, I, I count too many, like, I count too many times where they try to play that long ball and there's just a miscommunication between the fullbacks or the midfielder who's playing deep and they're trying to give it to the forward. And I mean, like just like saying, like it, it doesn't, when I'm seeing it, when I, what I'm seeing is like, it just seems like a, like a giveaway, like a, oh, here you go. Here's the ball back. Absolutely. It seems like it's like, if you want to be a team that's, that if, and that's the thing, I don't know if he wants to play like this. Like if he wants to play passive, if he wants to be very possession heavy, or if he wants to just be very aggressive down the wings and down and play that long ball, I, 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 I can see that he wants to pass out the back, but maybe he doesn't want to pass, you know, and work his way up the field. Maybe he's just looking to play that deep ball down the wing and looking for that guy to run behind. So I don't know, but I would hope, I would think that being that you would want to kind of, if you're playing out the back, you know, you would want to just keep the ball away from your opponent and you would want to just, you know, make them chase you. And I think another thing is like they need to learn to not stay just at least the fullbacks, you know, not just stay along the touchline. You know, you can move inside, you know, like if you pass back, if you just think along a touchline, you know, and someone ha- you know, and you're giving and you're passing it back to the center back. What's the use if you're like if you're gonna stay along touchline? If someone comes to press center back, he could just have his body, the the guy pressing you, toward like covering the the eyesight of the fullback, and he can just have his body cover that. So then, if the center back tries to play to the fullback, his body will just block it. Like you need to learn to you know move not just move up and down, but move left and right, move inside somewhere. You know, be more fluid in your movement if you want to pass out the back. You know, mm-hmm. try not to just go up and down. You know. I, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel yes. like. yeah, and and going back quickly, you know, before we wind this down, quickly going back to the long ball, I think that they weren't, they weren't trying. Obviously, they're not trying to give up possession, but the way they were set up and the way the game was being played, I don't think they had another option. And I, I think that you know goes back to them not being positionally equipped to deal with those pressing lines. But again, yeah. once they work it on the pitch and they're able to break those pressing lines teams will be a little more reserved because if Austin are able to, you know, positionally figure out how to, how to beat that, that pressing line through, you know, penetrating passes. And then as soon as the midfielder turns around and faces the, uh, you know, the opponent's back line, I think teams are going to, you know, try to back up a little bit and not be as aggressive because they'll know Austin can punish them. Um, I don't know if that's the way that game's going to be played on, on Saturday, uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Did you have something, Oscar? What? No. I no. mean, you have if you want to talk, Stuver. Okay. I'm, I'm here for <laughs> well, it. I, I, I just wanted to add one thing too. Yeah, yeah. Like To that whole long ball thing. I think another thing is like there are times when they do play that long ball, but it's like when they play that long ball, it seems like that person who received it just gets swamped. And then they can't play the next ball. That kind of frees up, kind of lets the play keep going. So, like, yeah, it does get completed. But then, like, at that point, where's the play go next? And it felt like a lot of times they either get tackled, you know, it go be a, it turned to a throw-in, or they would just lose the ball and be, you know, and the opposition would have it back. So it's it has you have to think about the play the player movement after that long ball is played. Where are, where are the where are my teammates going? You know. Are they going behind? Are they playing short? Like, and it seemed like there weren't a lot of options when that long ball was being played. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's 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 just what I saw. I I I I think I think if that if that can be kind of worked on, you know, where you know where where's the support when that long ball is played, and then if also where's you know the support and the player movement and trying to work out the back if that's kind of fixed a little bit. That may help them win the game, but this is going to be a this will be a tough game for Austin to put uh 
to to have this week. But I think I think this will I think we'll see a better performance whether it orchestrates whether it shows in a win. That's a different story. But I think it'll be a better performance than um, than we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quickly before we move on to Stuber, um, I think I, I don't necessarily disagree with going with long balls, especially if you're being pressed higher up the pitch. I just think you have to execute it a little better and, you know, time, have your, have your, have your strikers time the runs better. Um, you know, obviously the players that are giving the pass be a little bit more precise with putting the ball into space. But I mean, we've seen, we've seen teams like Liverpool take advantage of this all the time against the, against teams that press them high. They can, you know, they've generated sometimes the most goals in, in England with, with long balls. So. I don't yeah, necessarily I mean, disagree. Top, though, like uh, yeah. the best manager in the Premier League. So. Yeah, and obviously the quality of the players, but you know, it's not a you know we're kind of digging on the strategy a little bit. But I think it's a fine strategy if executed well, which I think Austin have not done a good job of uh, of, of doing so. So, um, if do y'all are, think? Uh-huh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Do, well, do you think like saying on that point? I, I get that they haven't done it well, mm-hmm. but the completion has been there. So it's more about not only like the the passer knowing the right time, like y'all had mentioned, but also mm-hmm. the receiver being in the right position, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Do you think yes. they figured that out this season? I think so. Like you have to give them time, obviously, um, in the on the training ground. But I think they have. I think they've shown glimpses that these that these strikers do have that uh, that quality to you know produce something in the final third, given one on one situations. So I think it is a matter of time, you know, just kind of trying to be a little optimistic here. But again, the long, the long balls, if you're going to go with a long ball to, to beat a press, uh, it has to be executed correctly and have, have your, you know, have your attacker have enough speed and one-on-one quality to, to make something, you know, out of it. That, yep. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. All right, quickly talking about their keeper Stuber, who was pretty much like a hero if they would have kept. Savior. I mean, they, he kept the he kept Almost the clean. Savior. Yeah, he kept the clean sheet till one like eighty two minutes, which was like what twelve uh, yeah. minutes past like the red card, I think, or a few minutes past the red card. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a savior. Obviously, part of it was Kansas City's lack of you know goal conversion, but conversion you know, rate. Yeah, but you know. A standing ovation. He can only people. do so much, man. Yeah, Steve, he played out of his mind they were that first half, coming up with four. Barded. but it's you know it's it's good to see because now it gives it gives Austin defenders and Austin fans a, a sense of security with him in the back, which is you know it's always good to have a keeper that you trust. And he also made team of the week on the bench. That's true. He did so. after that heroic. That was the biggest diss I've ever seen by the MLS. He should have been on the starters. <laughs> he should have a hundred percent. Wait, Maybe who, it was because of the loss. Who got the starter? Hard. Yeah, who got the starter? Think, hmm. think it was I would a, have to double check. I want to yeah. say it was a Seattle guy. Mm. Probably they love Seattle. Is they it? live for him. For Look, them. and I know this isn't like anything about well i guess it kind of touches on austin's performance but i think all the texas teams have really solid keepers which is i think something we really have touched on they all have i'd say above average keepers in the western conference well dallas has two yeah i mean yeah dallas does have two that's true one uh jamie mowers i think still injured and i think uh you know dallas fans are going to be itching for him to get back on the pitch because He's definitely one of the best keepers in the Western Conference. But all right, I think we're gonna go ahead and end it there, unless you guys have anything else to add on Austin. Um, oh, quickly, I forgot before we we go ahead and sign off, Javi. What is your score prediction for the Austin LA Galaxy game on Saturday? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three one Galaxy. Three one Galaxy, Oscar. I think they're gonna tie it zero zero. Zero, zero. Ooh, okay. I think I think Galaxy. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I, my bad. I was gonna say I think, I, I think all we we've mentioned today is certainly valid, and they'll need to you know continue working if they not only want to make the playoffs but like make a deep playoff push, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, like Javi mentioned, psychologically, 
the team without the captain, right? I think uh, Austin has the grit to come out and, and, and fight for the badge, you know? No stats, no. I get it. Nothing about tactics. Just, I think it's just going to be hard. It's going to be a rainy, a rainy night in Stoke. That type of game. I like <laughs> a it. rainy night in Stoke. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I mean, it's tough for me to, you know, without ring and, you know, the way the last two teams have played against them. We haven't seen them kind of overcome that obstacle yet. So with what I'm given... I think I'm going to have to go in and say a 2-0 win for LA Galaxy on Saturday. But Y'all are so negative. No, I, thought, for, I thought I was like but, the, but I guess, Austin, Austin pessimist I'm, I'm in this group. Austin. I don't even have the jersey. Y'all y'all wear green. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Do you no, see? but I think, you know, given I mean, what we do have. You see, do you see who's who's at the top of their scoring goals? <laughs> I, Chichadios? Okay, okay, they might have Chichadios, but we have John Gallagher, the second coming of Samole Toe, bro. Come on. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> no, but I think I think Galaxy. You know. I think Galaxy are, are, are taking this one home on, on Saturday. All right, guys, where can people find you on social media, Oscar? Uh OJ Aguilar 16. Perfect. Or uh-huh. and uh, John Gallagher fanboy one on one. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Adame underscore Hav. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Esprieto Jr. You know, all three of us are on Twitter, always chatting MLS. Uh, you know, all good stuff, all good footy stuff on there. Also, make Bullying sure to. <laughs> Also, make sure to subscribe or, you know, follow the podcast on wherever you get on whatever podcast app you're using. Also, make sure to uh, give the podcast page a follow on all social media at Final Third Pod and check out our website where we have a bunch of previews, recaps and stories covering MLS, specifically all the Texas teams. A big thanks to all the listeners listening to the pod and hopefully you guys catch us on the next episode. Peace.